0: I like beer, it makes me a jolly good fellow, I like beer, it helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow, makes
1: him feel
0: mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff.
2: And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us tonight, we got the doctor. Hello, hello. And sound guy, Tom. Check one, two,
0: check one, two. We're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast.
2: And a podcast. Actually, tonight we are uh, doing our best to help with this uh, inflation issue. We, uh, I went into the web store, I dropped all our prices. Oh, uh, yeah, so a discount price. Discount prices on everything uh, to help people uh, offset their high gas costs and, and prices. Plus, I added a couple new items, so please check it out.
0: I like beer at the podcast.com. Correct. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night, lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a beer mecca, please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us.
3: Hey y'all. Coffee sucks, but I really like beer, and you should buy me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to ILikebeerthepodcast.com and click on buy me a coffee, and you can buy me a beer. Thanks.
0: Sign up for the membership, get premium content. Whiskey wisdom with Father Joe.
2: Buy me a coffee. Links in the website. And uh, this month we've got one ask, and that's please take a moment, rate our podcast on Apple Music or Spotify. Please leave a comment if you can. It is a huge help for us.
0: And you're doing it, so thank you. We we see the numbers spike each each week. Each week. So big night for us, special guest in the studio ready to join us, leader in the San Diego beer industry, go-to guy for anything happening in San Diego beer. He's been reporting on, writing on, and celebrating the beer scene for years. Talent, when was the last time you were this excited for a guest?
2: Uh, it's been a while. But I, I think this actually could be part of our like how cool Is series. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's very cool. I'm super excited for tonight. Well, let's welcome him
0: in, founder, executive editor of San Diego Beer News, Brandon Hernandez. Woo! Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> welcome. Oh, yeah. Cheers. cheers. Nice cheers. To Good to see you. Um,
1: I don't know if I can live up to any of
0: that, but it's nice to see. You. I it's all true. Back I, from, uh... I wrote it down from your website. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> ah, so hey, you heavy. know the, the best Things way to celebrate having Brandon here is so, let's have a beer.
0: Let's do it. Love it. Tom's uh, responsible for our beers tonight. And so, what did you bring us, Tom?
4: Well, uh, I traveled north and brought back for you boys a couple of tasty morsels uh, from Out of Bounds Brewing. They have a couple locations up in Northern California, one in Rockland, one in Folsom. And the first one is a Mexican lager called No Manches. And it. it comes in at 5.2. And their Mexican lager. They state is our version of this style follows a similar interpretation. We used Vienna and Munich malts for a nice bready toast like backbone with a healthy addition of flaked maize corn to keep the body nice, light, while still providing a hint of that corn flavor that I personally enjoy in this style. A touch of caramel malt for color and a hint of flavor. So
1: Cheers.
3: Cheers. 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 Thanks for coming in, Brandon.
1: Thanks for having me. And the beer. Yeah. Cheers. You're welcome. and uh no need to describe this at all because that was pretty perfect and if
2: it wasn't it
0: was verbose enough to be like <laughs> right, right 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 you know? I'm, I'm relieved to hear that because i did not want to have to uh talk about beer notes with brandon here <laughs> that's stu- very true <laughs> that's like when we tried to do that with mike lopez here and then we yeah. quickly. i learned a lot that, we'll right? go sit in the back and yeah. uh, let you take take over from here yeah. awesome <laughs>
2: So, so um, John and Brandon, I just want to say welcome to our show. I've, I've been a big fan, especially of San Diego Beer News. I, I check it like at least once or twice a week. Oh, uh, nice. Thanks. Especially as, as I'm looking for stuff to talk about. Really like it. If it, it, That great website and, and great source of information. So it's really, really exciting to have you here. I appreciate that a lot. Great. Uh, you know, Every hit that you've given me
1: means a lot to me. But (laughs) but honestly, uh, it's great for it to be a resource because that's the intention. And just be able to keep up on what's going on. And there's just so much. There is every time I think it's going to slow down, it speeds up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It
0: it, it is amazing to me even after all these years. Well, we've been talking about since we got started with this podcast three years ago.
2: I know that's what I was going to say. Three years ago, we're well, not quite July's coming up here in the week. So, (laughs) yeah, it'll be three years. You're in a
0: pandemic. It's true. So. We've been using San Diego Beer News. You're the, the go-to resource. We said that already for anything and everything in San Diego. But tell us a little bit about how San Diego Beer News came about. What were your credentials, for lack of a better word, for taking on this venture? I love the air quotes, but I love it even
1: more because I actually have credentials. It's pretty cool. Um, so to ta- to take you to the San Diego Beer News, how that came to be, I kind of have to take you way far, far back. Let's go. We got a beer. Yeah, good, good. You're going to need it. But um, so I've been a marketing professional for a quarter century with a heavy emphasis on writing, copywriting, and just it's grown over the years. But I've been a professional journalist as well for uh, about to hit 16 years. And most of that time was spent doing beer. Uh, It started out as food writing, opportunity on Food Network that kind of got me the ability to go into a couple of local publications and ask, like, hey, uh, yeah, appeared on these shows and done this. Uh, are you looking for a food writer? And a lot of people said yes. And I was really surprised. Like, oh, three, three different publications here in town said yes. And so they said, yeah, you can freelance for, for us. Just send us some samples. And I did, Took off to the point where I was at one point writing for 12 different publications, national, regional, and local, at the same exact time while having a full-time job. (laughs) But from the very beginning of it, I was one of the first people in town to actually write about beer. Um, There was Pete Rowe who was doing it for the UT. But other than that, uh, there really wasn't anybody who seemed to understand that there was such a a wealth of local beer to be spoken about. and, And not just local beer great local beer and uh, thanks to some friends who got me into drinking when i wasn't drinking i mean I, I had my first beer when i was 22 uh thanks to them take me to o'brien's pub i got in early it's the first thing i ever got in early on in my entire life <laughs> I've, I've never been a, ahead of the curve on anything except craft beer and i feel very very lucky nice. because of that but um, going through all of this i met some folks within the industry one of them was greg cook at stone Brewing, and, and he uh over a couple of years, we kept getting to the point where it's like, man, I should work for Stone. I should be doing things for Stone in marketing. And eventually it all penciled out to work. And I did that. I was there for three years, moved on to Alesmith Brewing to head their marketing, and then uh, moved over to Society Brewing and spent three over three years there uh, working on their marketing and, and just kind of handling all of that. And so I have over seven years of brewing experience in addition to all of the writing experience, in addition to all of the food experience. And so it all worked out great in that I was able to uh, make a second living writing about what I loved. And it's so funny. So many people have a story like what I'm about to tell you. So it was late 2019 and my wife was saying, hey, you know, I think you might not have to work two jobs anymore (laughs) because it's a lot of work. Let's repeat that date. Late 2019. Late 2019. (laughs) Late 2019. So uh, I can't see
0: anything going wrong here.
1: It was about September and... You know, I stocked away a lot of money. I had great savings and and good four hundred one ks and things like that. And uh, my wife makes a good living as well. And she says, you know, this is just this is just getting to be too much. So after all of these years, I think you should have one job. Why don't you pick which one you want? And I said, well, I really like the writing. It's mm-hmm. way more dynamic, way more interesting. I mean, I loved working for breweries and I I love doing marketing. I still do in, in the capacity that I do San Diego Beer News. So it's pretty great in that respect. But I said, okay. This all makes sense to me, let's do it. So in November 8th, 2019, I quit and uh, was just working, doing my freelancing, but my main freelancing client was a a magazine called West Coaster, was a local beer magazine here, which I basically was providing about, I would say like about 75% of the content for that on a daily basis. I was like the guy on the web who was getting all of the breaking news and things like that. And I loved it, I do about four or five uh, articles a week, and that was pretty solid. And then I could do all of my other freelancing for national and regional and stuff like that. It was pretty great. Uh, that was a really, really nice like three months. And <laughs> and then the pandemic broke and you know all the breweries were shut down and immediately West Coaster, which was not in a great financial state apparently, uh, had to kind of shut down. They said, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. It did not happen after several months. And I said, you know what? I've never wanted to own a business, but I don't want to stop doing this. I really love it. And the breweries, need coverage more than ever before because at the time when the pandemic was occurring nobody was covering them because for one thing they've never covered them that much because they don't bring in a lot of ad dollars and number two they weren't doing much of anything they were all closed down they couldn't they were struggling to survive and i said even if i start this thing out just on like facebook instagram twitter it would be a presence it'll get things done and then i uh utilized a friendship of mine for somebody who used to work at stone with me who did all of the websites and cool things like the enjoy by website and, and all of the promotions that were done through there online and he had opened his own uh, company and had his own uh, back end for webs websites and i said hey man what do you think of this idea he's like oh i love it this is great <laughs> we can get this going for you in like a couple weeks i said okay great So uh, we did that. And in about a month, San Diego Beer News was there. I'd been doing it all online for about a month and a half and breaking things like McElhaney Brewing opening, uh, Ruler taking over their building up at the Brewery Igniter in Carlsbad, Pure Project opening in Carlsbad, and a bunch of other things that nobody was touching anyway. And so that just springboarded into a website that I got to design to be what I always had wanted. And to be honest, I had this idea for San Diego Beer News in 2019, right after I quote unquote retired because I knew that print publications were going the way of the dodo. It just is what it is. People want to read their news on their phone. It's convenient. It's ever-present. It can get you it like that, you know? You're not trying to wait around for the publishing cycle of a newspaper or opening the paper and saying, oh, in the eighth inning, the Padres were tied with the Mets. It's like, oh, great. This is, I'm so glad I paid for this. Um, so I had this idea for San Diego Beer News. In the back of my mind, as a plan B, if anything, occurred, I pulled it out of the drawer, was able to mobilize, thanks to my friend, his name's Steven Bruker. At, t- at the time, he uh, ran a pl- thing called Paradigm. Now it's Paradigm Film. So he's not in that game anymore, but he's making awesome films. If you need any movie making done, <laughs> this is the guy. I mean, he's he's worked for some big name clients. But now it's all me. And uh, I'm just loving it. It's great resource that I was able to flesh out exactly as I wanted as a beer fan and a beer journalist. And present it in the way that I want
2: it. I think that answers your question no, was, in yeah, the fantastic. most rambling way possible. Yeah, no, it was great. It was you're you're going to need to edit a lot of that. No, not a word. So, so my question was going to be how do you get into craft beer, but I think you answered that. So let's talk about a couple other things. So you start drinking craft beer at 22. What's the first beer you drank that went, wow, I really like this, and I want to want to pursue this a little more in terms of like a wow beer? Well,
1: the first wow beer, it's, it's a two-part answer because they were
2: back-to-back,
1: but they were very similar, and it's the last first beers anybody's ever had. My first beers were uh, Arrogant Bastard Ale nice. and Sierra Nevada Bigfoot <laughs> in <laughs> rapid succession. And I was like, yo, I don't know about a lot about beer, guys, but these don't look like <laughs> like beer that I see on commercials and stuff. And they said, well, that's because it's not. You yeah. know, We're here for a reason. You're going to like it. I was like... I don't know that I like it, but I like how it makes me feel, <laughs> and I really enjoyed the time I was having. These were folks I'd worked with for years, and we—I'd never had the kind of fun I did with them that night. It was just really great. It was—it was really an eye-opening experience, and uh, I eventually weaned myself off of nine plus percent yeah. strong ales. And found the subtle nuances of many, many styles. And a lot of it happened right there at O'Brien's. I mean, that's that's still, even though I live very far away from it, it's the closest thing to a local I've got. I mean, so many memories, just an institution. But those were the first two that just, I would say, they were the first two that just made me go, whoa. Yeah. No wonder people like beer. And okay. no wonder people like this local craft beer. I'm starting to hear about a little bit. And this is 1998. So it took me a while to get to the point where I realized that it was such a... Uh, potential source for civic pride and something that I watched it grow. But by the time I was writing, the first article I wrote was in 2007. And I convinced an editor at Pacific San Diego Magazine to let me write an, a roundup of all the local breweries. He says, are there enough? <laughs> and I said, there's a lot of them. There's like yeah. 18. 18. 18. <laughs> and I don't know. I, it was it was well received and it just it just snowballed from there. But I've had so many other beers that I'm just like, whoa. The... the the great thing about beer is that it continues to be, um, opening inspiring. And just, you find new things, even now that I've been doing this for as long as I have yeah, I 13, uh, 2013, 20, right. 23 years later, I'm still <laughs> like, Whoa, I've never had a beer like that. Yeah, this yeah, is great. Cool. I need to find more of that.
3: Yeah. Right, so we start our podcast around, you know, the great stories around beers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what it us about a great beer story from your life
1: now i'll admit i peeked this question ahead, of time. and i it's the it's the one i've been thinking about the most and there's so many stories i mean i've i've written literally like i i, I think if i mathematicized mathematized it out that's not a word but it's fun <laughs> <laughs> it is now which one's a math teacher um <laughs> none we didn't invite them none <laughs> of them fantastic because i was bad at that um <laughs> I think that if I was to go ahead and extrapolate everything, I'd probably be around over 4,000 articles I've written professionally yeah. in the past 15, 16 years. And there's been so much. I think that it would be better if I kind of narrowed it down to the types of stories I've really enjoyed the go. most. And and I've really enjoyed stories that have uh, shine a light on people, people who yeah. otherwise wouldn't have that light, especially when they're doing positive and interesting and, things that are good for others, including themselves. And I, I think that one of the best things about breweries here in San Diego and beyond is that they're so charitable. They're yeah, so, yeah. you know, just passionate about being uh, vibrant, positive members of the community. That it's, give. It's a them. community, it's a family, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that extends to the, the greater community as well as the brewing community, helping each other out. The, the fact that it, sometimes that story seems kind of old as I'm writing it. Yeah, I yeah. find need to kind of find new ways to rehash it is a real testament to the industry because that, you don't find that getting old enough in yeah. industry. Is like, you know, oh, geez, yeah. oh,
3: another pharma company helping another <laughs> pharma company. Jeez, if I have to write that one again. <laughs> uh, I know, when you, but you know, it's, there's so much shit in the news. like, it's fun to read great local stuff, happy, right. oh, positive, yes. you know, yeah. It's yeah. A, good certainly
0: a story we've heard over and over again. And yeah. then when we've traveled to talk to people in the beer scenes and other places of the world, it's not always the case. No. Well, that that, that that always surprises us because we have such a communal uh, take care of each other approach to it here. And uh, we're always surprised when other communities don't, they're competitive first and uh, help you out if I have to.
1: I will say that I haven't come across too much of that, but I have gone to certain uh, craft beer communities where they're, there's certain bad blood between, like, <laughs> two or three of them, or, like, this side is not into that side, but it's it's pretty rare. I mean, there's people in San Diego, I, I shouldn't probably say this, but you believe it or not, there's breweries who don't like other breweries. Yep. <laughs> you know? But it's usually an owner-owner spat. It's not generally amongst yeah, yeah. the actual staffers. They're just like, wow, oh, man, get over it, dude. I, <laughs> right, I love right, their beers. Like, I'm right, all the time. Right, right. But uh, I guess the second kind of article that I've really taken to uh, – to doing of late over the last two years has been travel. Great segue. Thank you so much. You <laughs> <go>. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I've been able to add a travel section to Sandy gabriel Beer News. And it's been fascinating to go around to other places yeah. and be able to just really take readers to that place in kind of a guide format with like tips and uh, great beers that I found with tasting notes, but a great map and stuff like that. Ooh. Places to stay, events to go to, uh, sometimes beer bars. Depends on the community. They're all a little bit different, but they follow kind of the same format. I see
3: maybe a travel book in your future. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Don't,
1: my my wife just heard that and went, ah, yeah. <laughs> he's already got enough. He's already got enough. I, I thought he retired. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I've been able to do that for San Diego Beer News. Now I do it for craftbeer.com a little bit as well. And it looks like I might be doing it for other outlets and uh, even maybe getting international at some point. So that's really fun. But it, it's just great to, after spending so much time on a daily basis in San Diego, which is to me the best place in the entire world. more places I go, the more I realize that. I've been here my entire life, all 45 years. Uh, it's just great to experience other things. it's always great to come home. But uh, recently I've started to take this, uh, this travel thing more local and try to I want to try to provide that same kind of content a guide for certain communities within San Diego eventually eventually all of them like I just spent um three days in Oceanside last week going to every single brewery there interviewing everybody like getting some really intense notes and so I can come back and actually do the same thing I'm doing for other communities for my own which I think will be a lot of fun it's gonna be called I think San Diego Sudscapes and so nice uh Look for a new thing in San Diego beer news, but uh, per- tourists can use it, but absolutely locals can use totally. it because
3: yeah,
2: yeah. No, I think it's that's a great thing because I I think we're we find our, we go wait we haven't been in that area in a while or whatever and that right. kind of, and you're right you know or or just because if you live in downtown San Diego North County's pretty far away you know yeah. and so you might say well, oh, yeah, go up there yeah. Right.
1: ask anybody not in North County I live in Rancho right. Bernardo so I'm I i do not know if I'm really here but ask anyone not North County. How far away North County is? Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, exactly. I could never go there. Yeah. And then North County, like South yeah. Bay, where's yeah. that? Exactly. Yeah. So I where think, is
2: that? <laughs> I think that is, that's a good. And it's a good re- resource for people that are doing that kind of. You know, if you're going to be yeah. down in an area for that day and say, "Hey, I want to check out a couple breweries." Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you can't know everything. Right. And and the good thing is that these will be
1: evergreen things that I can update over time, just like the beer the brewery list that we have is always updated, like to the day. Uh, this can also be just as simple as a brewer saying, hey, you know, we're doing this now. And I just say, oh, no problem. I'll just uh, adjust that text." So anyone coming in, it'll be current. That's
3: a lot of work adjusting the breweries by the day because it's changing. (laughs) Oh, Lately it (laughs) it is, but I got to tell
1: you, uh, during that pandemic, I thought, man, I'm going to be taking a lot of stuff off this list. I've been so enthused to see that that didn't happen. I think that another kind of article I really enjoyed was during the pandemic. I mean, no, I thought I was going to have the worst time in my entire life reporting on breweries during 2020 and 2021. But I had some of the most rewarding, gratifying times doing so because there was so many people adapting to the situation and finding ways. I guarantee you 95% of people who had any kind of ideas about a brewery thought, oh, these guys, th- th- yeah. I feel bad for them because they have no they yeah. have no clue what they're doing. There's no way they're going to be able to navigate this. And I think that they really stepped up. Yeah, And working together and apart, they found ways to make it happen. I couldn't have done it. I know, yeah. I know I could not have done it. I wouldn't have been up to the task, but these brewery owners and their staffs just really like, I don't know, they muscled their way through it. Some of them are still falling out, but as long, even them, it's like, how long did they hang out? How long did they hang on? It, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I think we should, uh, you know, as, when we look back on this era, I think we should look back and say, even the ones who couldn't quite make it gave it so much. And there's something to be said for that. It's actually a pretty proud, a proud uh, moment
2: in San Diego beer history. Cheers. Yeah. yeah that Cheers almost sounds that. like it needs a that beer needs to, a go, beer with to it. go with it. beer to go with it. I'll tell you one of the things that I, I like a lot. Uh, 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 one of the positives I would take out of the pandemic is just, you know, all the breweries had to get into canning. Uh, to survive and beer
3: and, delivery, yeah, the burgeon truck was going down yeah, my but, street this morning. It wasn't going to my yeah. house. I'm going. Can I? What, can I flag him yeah, down? But I just, I mean, <laughs> so those
2: are things that a lot of them have kept, and it's, it's. I mean, we're we're benefiting from it, which has been really cool. You know, absolutely. And yeah. for that,
1: and for that Bergen thing, get just spike strip. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that that could be great. Fancy spike strip.
3: He was spike. at the intersection right by my house. I go. I need some Bad Crush. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: you know. it's really interesting right now with the whole whole thing that's going on. I don't know where it'll be sticking out by the time this thing's going. But you know, you got to call up. The, uh, the powers that be up in Sacramento and try to yeah. get them to hear this entire deal
2: with uh, keeping certain rights oh, yeah. that, the, that the brewers were give, granted. Right. Yeah, yeah. And carrying because, over. It's kind of like the restaurants that were allowed to uh, you know, have the outdoor f- seating facilities, right? And then you see some cities have said, okay, we're going to keep that going. And and others are fighting it. So, all right. right. So I have, I have a question. Oh, cheers. First, we're going well, cheers cheers. Cheers. to cheers that. Cheers. Tom, right Yay. on
0: cue, got us a beer. That's yeah, good. What are we drinking, Tom? This is an efficient show. I like it. We are drinking another
4: one from Out of Bounds. This is their Strawberry Blonde. So, brought this one back to compare it to Talents Homebrew. That's delicious. I like it. And they say just in time for warm weather, our Strawberry Blonde has arrived. This incredibly refreshing blonde ale is infused with fresh strawberries for your enjoyment. Can you compel fruit and beer to flourish more completely in unison? We think not. (laughs) Live and drink Out of Bounds.
1: Wow, that is that's bold impressive. text that's, right that's, there. someone who's written some label text, that's pretty bold. We think not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm encouraged to hear it's fresh strawberries. Yes. It's, it's
0: hard to get those to really take. Oh, that is quite good. The strawberry on the nose is good. All right, so I got a question.
2: I was supposed to ask you about uh, San Diego beer scene, but I'm going to talk about a, a, a current story, a recent story, uh, and you mentioned you work there, is is Stone Brewing selling. Um, and, yeah. and, and see if you have a take on that. One of the things I, I, in reading a bunch of the articles about it that I found that was kind of interesting is, you know, I think all of us in, in San Diego are, are very proud of of San Diego and the San Diego beer scene and being kind of at that forefront of the craft industry. And yeah. uh, it's kind of interesting now that uh, in the Brewer Association's Top 50, there's no longer a locally owned brewery there. Um, all of them, Uh-oh. the three that we have are, I think, are, were, that were listed there in the last thing was, uh, so obviously Modern Times, which I think now is owned by Brewery X up in in or is going to be per- yeah but i, I wouldn't say it doesn't make them independent yeah i mean no, i'm yeah. not saying they're not independent but i'm saying oh. it's just interesting that the none are locally oh, oh, owned gotcha. locally owned by a san diego we don't have a san diego uh representative in the brewer's top 50 so it seems like we got
3: ah, there's still san diego
1: yes
2: yeah well so. kings and
1: con- <clears throat> kings and convicts did move to be headquartered here yeah so
3: oh, yeah. they're no longer chicago so we're, we're okay we're adopting <clears throat> them then
2: they've adopted <laughs> us
1: that? uh yeah I, mean, yeah, I like. It. I, I think they did it like most people from the Midwest, and came out here and said, "Why, Why? the hell am I?" Exactly. Living yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's funny I, I'm I, just
2: going to move. <laughs> I went to their, the what's it an Encinitas or Lucadia, or wherever I can't remember which one that one. Oh, Lucadia, yeah. like, Lucadia one. It's it's fantastic, and beers are really good. So, I've oh, been. you know, I haven't been. What does it look like? It's 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 very similar. I mean, I it, it, to the other one. It just it's like I said, it's pretty cool, low key. And I just it was the first time I had a chance to to, to have some of their beers, and it was it was it was a neat spot. And then I was talking to someone who had been to their. There's another location as well. Um, I was actually down at Ballast Point, and I was talking. I'm trying to think who it was, and they were saying the same thing. It was pretty pretty cool. So I'm I'm looking forward to spending some time there this cool. this summer and, and and checking it out. So so yeah. Back to the question. Any any takes on that on the on the Stone Brewing or was it a segment of, we call it, it should... Brandon's
0: hot takes on yes. Stone?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so hot. Um, well, of course I
1: have I have takes on this. I think everybody has an opinion on it. If I'm being honest, I've been really disappointed to see a lot of people's opinion on it. Uh, the way people, and not just with Stone, with a lot of companies, as soon as anything goes awry, people are just quick to pile on, quick to say, well, I'm never spending another penny there again. It's like, okay, well, if I'm being honest, I doubt you've spent pennies there for a long time. <laughs> um, but here, here's my thought. And it's got really nothing to do with the fact that I work at Stone uh, or anything else. Uh, Looking at it, I think that people are being a little short-sighted because there's a lot of factors at play. They were very honest about the fact they owed a lot of money. It was coming up due and they had to do something. They brought somebody in who had experience shopping a company around or making a good deal for an acquisition. They knew at that point it had to be done. Something had to be done And I think this is one of the better situations they could find themselves in. I mean, obviously, they weren't going to sell to an AB InBev or a Molson Coors because those two companies they'd raged against for years, And that just wasn't going to happen. Constellation is clearly incapable of running a beer (laughs) brand. So they're not really interested. And um, I think Sapporo is not a bad, I don't know, you know, we don't know anything about it. It's going to give uh, them some cash. They need some more production. Right. And they don't want to take away the Stone brand. They probably want to up Stone production and get it yeah. into larger venues. That's
2: exactly what I was reading about. They said, it's not. we're not so worried about getting Stone into your local... It's, you're going to see it in more stadiums. You're going to see it at bigger venues. Yeah, and, and I mean... The, kind of they, so it's only can be good for the brand.
1: Especially here with Stone distribution. We've seen them in just about every local venue you could possibly right. get to, right? So we're not worried about that. And, and I think they will get it into smaller venues across the United States and states. They have all 50 states, but... They're not necessarily highly represented when right. I go to another right. region, right? When people are raging against this thing, I think, aren't you glad all the employees still work there? Yep. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I specifically asked that question when I talked to Maria Stipp the morning that that news broke. I said, hey, look, honest talk. Are you going to let people go? Are there potential reorganizations that would see people be let go? And she said, no, you know, absolutely not. All hands on deck. We need to make more beer, more our beer and their beer So, I mean, the way I look at it is the support is going to need to be hiring people. Um, I think that's a really good thing. And I think that the worst part, though, is really like, what are we going to just forget the uh, 26 years of millions of dollars in charity given locally, things that did not need to be done that were done, the events and the fun times that we got to have at a bunch of festivals, uh, not just the anniversary, like Sour Fest, you know the Oak Fest, well, all sorts of things that Stone did. And the fact that they brought the attention of the entire nation to San Diego, because yeah. this is no offense to places like even like a, a pizza port or a Carl Strauss. Awesome operations. I love their beer at the time. Just not interesting enough. Sorry to mm-hmm. get people to look over. And I'm not even saying that like, I'm not saying that stone's beer was better by any stretch. I actually preferred Carl Strauss and pizza port at that time, back in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s. But it was more the marketing that had been built up around it, this just like out, outrageous yeah, area. I mean, IPAs, is, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. everybody benefited from that. They all wrote right. those coattails and yeah, then yeah. got to be noticed for how good they were. And then Stone Distribution came around and got all these places noticed by people who were buying beer and made our craft beer scene for the most part, what it was in the very early days. And I think it's just really a shame that people are just turning their back as people do these days. I mean, it's, everybody's upset about everything. Right. But it's like, look, I'm not saying you need to, <clears throat> to patronize them anymore. That's your dollars. But let's not forget all the good stuff too. We had some good times, all right? <laughs> I mean, we, it, it was either that, it's or they true. go out of business. Everybody gets fired. It's all just gets wrecking balls I right. think that it's kind of nice that they found some way to do something I think I have to go to Stone now.
3: You know, oh, I will
1: <laughs> still go there. It's the <laughs> same as when I mean, Ballast no. Point. So I, I mean, still, like right now. right now. Oh, okay. I, I so mean, I sell, can still. Can you we, finish up
2: the show? Yeah, you're up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. hey, you still the best beer guy. <laughs> need some quail now. nuts. Yes, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so Wait, those. That's my hot take. I love that. That was
2: great. I and well
0: said. I cringe when you
2: asked it, but I'm so glad you did. No, I thought it was great because he knows a lot more about it than I. I mean, it wasn't the script <laughs> i'm sorry sorry to. sorry to sorry but no you handle it when i and i you, think do you know you're how
1: many people just unfollowed <laughs> me on social media and they're like oh man i thought that guy was it, was, cool. it was well
2: said and i think you got you got the right take on it. it's okay nobody thought i was cool anyway yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> hey
3: we're teachers we like to give you know props and kudos to people and and so do you that's true yeah yeah so tell us a little bit about your san diego beer news awards uh that was an
1: idea I wouldn't say I'm an award show junkie or anything like that, but I, like I watch an award show and I'm really more about the musical performances. I'm like, I don't think art can be given a grade. Right. right. And I, at the end of the day, I'm like, why are they even giving these awards out? But I wanted to come up with a way to just recognize people because I love going to the GABF. Now having been in the industry, I'm allowed, I was allowed for seven years to go into the actual award ceremony and it's, it's pretty fun. It, it it could use some improvements, not just on the brewing network. And sometimes it all fails. They did a very good job the last couple of times, by the way, I should say that. <laughs> but when you're there, you have to understand it's the last day of GBF. Everyone's hungover. <laughs> not me, but, but, people. you know, and they're, they're eating the world's best attempt at the worst breakfast burrito that you're ever going to have in your life with the wettest flour tortilla. <laughs> and they're all just sitting there and you've got what I think is just kind of a boring ceremony and you got, there's a bunch of gaps in the middle of it where you're just waiting around for people. Cause there's this big, you know, bottleneck at the stage. And I'm like, I've many years. I thought they've got every awesome brewer here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what kind of a dynamic show they could put yeah. on and just <laughs> ask these people come out and be like, Hey, you know, how's it going there? Vinny. I don't know, Tommy, how are you? And like go into whatever they want to say and it'd just be really, really cool, but they don't. And I don't know why. So I thought, you know, we, A, need our own GABF here in San Diego, a very localized thing. That's where craft beer is going. It's not really about regional interests and national interests anymore. It's getting micro regional to where you're like having very small brews in very small communities, just trying to like celebrate the people there and give the people what they want. So I thought it'd be great to do that under the San Diego Beer News flag, which was really great. I really got kind of a fire under me when uh, a really great patron of craft beer from North County, uh, Larry Smith, it passed away in 2020. Uh, just a great supporter of all things craft beer, including uh, a podcast I used to do called the Indie Beer Show, as well as uh, San Diego Beer News. Just great guy. Loved going around and knew everybody at every brewery and really cared about him. So when he passed away, I thought, You know, it'd be nice to recognize him as well. And the first thing I thought of is like, what if there was a customer service award for the breweries? And I thought, well, that whole San Diego Beer News awards thing. I was thinking, let's do it. (laughs) And it's it's a lot of work, but it's totally worth it. This time, uh, the first year was all very virtual, so we had like a a really cool uh, award show where I got in touch with a bunch of people from different breweries and within the community, and everybody did like a little bit that they would send me off their cell phone, and we cobbled it together into two different shows for like fan votes and, uh, industry votes. But this last one we had in, in, uh, the end of March, we had North Park Beer Company. It was just hundreds and hundreds of people from within the industry and like mega beer fans. And we did the award show format where we had couples come up, people from the media, people from breweries, people who, uh, you know, own companies that supply these, these folks. And we had sponsors and we had, That's cool. you know, physical medals, trophies, you know, a Vanguard lifetime achievement type award that we gave to Tommy. That doesn't mean he's, his life's over. <laughs> um, but it it that was like voted on by just the industry. And it was just a really fun, great night. Helped that people hadn't been together for a long time. So it was the first big party people had had in like two years and, just a, a great big hit, and every everything was voted on for months. And nom- any beer can be nominated. It's, nice. It, it, it's, it's a nice way to try to let the fans have the real say versus like an all star game where you can just like I don't know what's the word like stuff the ballot box. Right. Right. <laughs> I've tried to take precautions so you can't do that, and it, it's just been interesting to watch it watch it advance. And next year it'll be really fun. I think we're gonna probably have it at Ale Smith. So cool. There's a little tidbit for everybody but go, okay but a very fun time for people who like to meet the people who are making their beers this is a great opportunity to do it and they're going to be in a real good mood because it takes a while to do this show like two plus hours and they're drinking and so if you ever <laughs> want to have a really good conversation with brewer, that's what you want to do nice it. That sounds All right, like but Let's party.
0: put that on the calendar. That sounds. It, yeah. it, the pictures looked great, and then we kept saying, "We know them. We know." Yeah, it, yeah. it was like cool. watching the Oscars, but you know the people. Oh <laughs> yeah, and we sat it,
1: down with them. We had a beer with them. Yeah, it was cool. In a room hey. that's actually so pro skills. I'm loving this. Yeah. But going back to GABF, the other thing that I wish they would do is take GABF on the road. I hate that uh, it's in Denver yeah, it's... every year. I understand the logistics. I get it. But I really think that more people would get way into craft beer and have an experience that would get make them, you know, fans for life if it moved. So we are going to move San Diego Beer News Awards every single year to different breweries. It's not just going to be like we're always at North Park. You know, we're just going to get this thing around. And eventually, I want to get enough steam that bringing it up to North County actually is something we can do. I'm thinking Black Plague would be a good place for that or maybe like a Mario Live or something like that. But it's in my head. I want to get it here. But first, I got to get it, enough steam. That's right. Yeah. You guys can help me with we'll that. We'll help. Yeah, that, yeah, that, we can move it, that we can get people to go up to 15 and the 5 and have a good time. <laughs> there you it, go. it is fun up here.
0: Yeah. So San Diego Beer News also presents fun programs, features throughout the year. Uh, tell us a little bit about those. Sure. Portrait of a Brewer is one that I'm really happy about. It actually uh, stems from a
1: trip I took out to Paso Robles to do a travel article. I... was at a hotel and I saw this book and it was like a winemaker's book where uh, each page was a new winemaker with a really sleek photo of them. And they were all very different, like photos that had great personality of the the, uh, winemaker expressed visually. And then, you know, just some Q&A with them. And I thought, you know, I have another book like that with chefs back home. And I really love that book. If I made this into like a weekly feature, we could really get to know the people making our beer and not just like, The famous people we know, like the Paul Segura's and the Peter Zions, and whoever it might be, like people from big breweries, but you can go to the smallest brewery and get these folks. And they're the ones who you really need to get to know, or even the assistant brewers and folks like that. So I came back, mobilized on that. I am lucky enough to know a guy named Matt Furman, who's a great photographer. Uh, locally he comes from New York City New York City, it's true (laughs) Um, but he has done so much print work for just awesome magazines and just big time corporations companies, you've seen his work but you didn't even know it was him and he had started to visit breweries and got really into craft beer and just capturing brewery life and really big name brewers like Garrett Oliver and others like places i would never even been but he had come to live in San Diego. Somebody alerted me of his presence, of somebody I used to work with at Stone. Um, everyone great I ever met was at Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding for all the people I know who are not Stone. Yeah. Uh, but she says, oh, you got to know this guy. And I started looking at what he was doing. I said, hey, man, would you ever uh, consider working with me on these pieces? And he says, oh, yeah. In fact, for the first Sending Diego Beer News Awards, he went around to all the winning breweries who won regional like Best West, Best East, Best North South. And got great photos for that. And I said, I got this idea for this portrait of breweries. Like, oh, sign me up. Let's do this. Cool. And so he was great about that. I reached out to a ton of breweries, got a bunch of Q&A going. And it's been so cool to meet these folks. I mean, people who have no idea who these people even are, but they've maybe heard of the brewery, it's inspired people to go and check out what they do. And there's just so much more to somebody who's making your beer than process mm-hmm. and ingredients. And, and all too often, we just say, well, that brewery is good. But I think that people should be you know, recognized for all the work that they do. And so it's been nice to see that happen. We're taking a break on that right now for summer because we have something called a uh, Homebrew Summer. It's our second year doing it. Last year, we had 12 breweries offer up homebrew-scaled versions of their pro recipes. Oh, nice. So people could make things like Society, the Apprentice IPA, Alesmith IPA. We had uh monsters park from modern times we had all sorts of really like well-known beers uh that was really fun that's but then, cool huh? yeah it, it was cool um i'm not gonna make them but i need uh-huh. if you're a homebrewer out there and you would like to try to make these recipes go go right ahead but i know where my strengths lie and it is not in science or uh, craftsmanship <laughs> uh and then we also had 12 breweries that signed up with um homebrewers to make their beers on a professional scale and tap them at their tasting rooms. That was really, really fun. And um, this whole thing is put on by uh, a sponsor, Homebrew Mart. And it's, you know, sometimes people just like, oh, I'll be the sponsor. So that's great, but I got to give it up to Derek over at Homebrew Mart, because what he does is take all of these recipes, put them into a really sleek format. It's detailed as all get out that Homebrew Mart uses, and we can put these things out there in a way that makes it very easy to utilize
2: them. Um, I was he, looking at actually today the one that just released the the one with belching beaver. Oh yeah, and the, yeah, yeah the, the recipe it's it's it looks like if you if you go to Homebrew Mart and you ever look at their recipes, they have like the folder and it has all the recipes. They they it in the exact format. I mean, it's a it's a step by step guide on how to make it. So it's really cool. Yeah,
1: he is a for sure a partner, a sponsor, and uh, has made this thing way better than I ever could have done on my yeah, own. No, it's a cool thing. So that's happening. But this year we have over thirty participants that are either <clears throat> they either contributed a homebrew scale pro recipe. They signed up with a home brewer who submitted uh, a recipe through San Diego Beer News, or it's a brewery that just knows a great homebrewer, say they're a regular or something. And they said, oh, I'll skip that whole thing. I'm just going to ask this guy who's always here to make a beer with me. So it's really fun. It's happening from now through the
2: the last day of summer. That's cool. Yeah. I also really like your uh, what's tapping. I, I oh look at thank that, you i look at that quite often actually especially like on a week and going a week and I go oh who's releasing new beers where am' I going to get where am I going to go this weekend to try and get some beers so oh, that's i awesome. project because that's got to take some time to, to oh, compile that and put that all together yeah even if you are just typing like today was
1: 72 new yeah. beers oh, crazy. just typing uh-huh. that really? much less linking them and getting yeah. the abVs and all that but um yeah I mean just, i don't think everybody knew how many beers were coming yeah, out it's until crazy. that kind of comes out and yeah. that's not even all of them right. i mean that's just kind of
2: but it's a great resource. I, like I said, I'm impressed that you know that, that many are coming out and it's yeah. such a great resource. And I've used it a lot of times. Like, oh my gosh, that brewery's got, we're going there this weekend or, you know, oh, that's check great. it out. So that's Thank great. You. That's great. Thank you. Um, all right. So, uh, kind of along those lines, someone's visiting San Diego. Check out the beer scene. Talk a little bit about what you guys have or what San Diego Beer News offers for that beer tourists.
1: Well, like I said, there's a list of all the breweries, it's broken down by community. And it also has a map that corresponds to it. So it's pretty easy. Like wherever you're at, it'll just like automatically take you there or you can do a search. Um, you know, soon we'll have that San Diego Setscapes, which should be a lot of fun. But um, I think another thing that's pretty great is that, uh, how many people listen to you guys? Yeah, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> if somebody hits me up, I love to get back. And if, if, if they can tell me like where they're staying, what they like, if they hit me up at Brandon at saniegabeer.news, I am a sucker for that. It's what it's all about. Right. I love to give people some advice or help them out if I can. So that's pretty good too. But just if you want to know like what's happening, it, I think it's compelling enough what's happening in San Diego that you don't even really need to live here to find interest in it because there's so many big name breweries. But if nothing else, sign up for the e- email newsletter. It's free. It comes out every Friday and it is extensive. Yep. Like I broke my keyboard doing that. I, I'm not joking. Uh-huh. The other day, my computer thought the control button had been pressed down <laughs> for like ten minutes, and it had. you know, I've got I've rubbed the letters off off the uh, the keys uh-huh. on my keyboard, uh, making stuff like this. but it's just like if I was a beer fan, what would I want to see? Something that's almost too much is the answer. And that's exactly <laughs> what you get on every Friday morning if you sign up for that email newsletter. Nice. and not into it.
2: I won't be I won't be sad if you if you just like to so. leave. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, I think it's even like we talked about people visiting. But even if you're a long time, you know, resident of San Diego, it's a it's such a good resource for. For where to go. Yeah, know?
1: and the more beer you can get, yeah. oh, you know, delivered to you these days, yeah. if possible, then I think it's going to become pretty crucial to keep up on what's coming out even from other regions. So like if you live in Phoenix and say, right. "Oh, I can get beer from some of these San Diego breweries and uh at very least you'll know what's coming out." You say, "Oh,
3: let me hit up that website right. and make a yeah. direct." Very cool. Nice. All right. So hey, hopefully you have time for a few more minutes for a little fun and games because it's time for beer or not a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Beer or Not a Beer, hoppiest game show in town. First timers, I'm going to name four beers. Three are real beers, and one is a beer I pulled out of my tap. Here we go. <laughs> so which beer is not a beer brand? you ready for this? Here we go. Oh, you know it. Beer, and it, it all revolves around you. <laughs> beer number one is fake news an IPA. Beer number two, witty headline, of course, a wheat. Beer number three, everyone's favorite San Diego Anchor Man, Ron Burgundy's Anchor Ale. Beer number four, Scoop Dog. You know, you got the new (laughs) Scoop. (laughs) That's a cream ale. So we're ready one more one more time. Beer number one, fake news. Beer number two, witty headline, beer number three, Ron Burgundy's Anchor Ale, and beer number four, Scoop. Dog. Brandon, since you're the guest, which beer is not a beer? I'm going to go with Witty Headline. Witty Headline. Tom? I think I'm going to go Scoop Dog. Scoop Dog, the cream ale. Talent.
1: Wait, it, how is dog spelled in that? Because <laughs> That's a good question. I think it's good to know yeah. how close we're getting to a cease and desist with
2: <laughs> <laughs> um Oh man. I, I think I'm gonna go scoop dog as well, but that should be a that should be a, a cream scoop ale. Scoop dog. <laughs> Influencer.
0: No, I'm going Ron Burgundy's anchor ale. Ron, one one too many words for me. I Ron think.
3: Burgundy's anchor ale. So no one choose fake news, which really is I mean, there was there's probably ten breweries that have a some sort of fake news brew. So yes, yeah, <laughs> no one chose that one. And uh Scoop Dog, sorry to say, <laughs> is a cream ale by Wise Man Brewing in Salem, North <laughs> oh, Carolina. I lose again. So we're down to Witty Headline and Ron Burgundy's Anchor Ale. Well, Brandon, Witty Headline is really a wheat beer from Old Harold Brewery in Collinsville, Illinois. The beer I made up. This is kind of a hard one. This is a tricky one because there are actually a lot of Ron Burgundy beers, but there's not a Ron Burgundy's Anchor Ale. So there you go. Two in a row.
1: Here it comes. Trademark that. (laughs) Hey, it's, it's funny you should mention this, and this is not in the script, but come the second week of August, the second anniversary celebratory beer for San Diego Beer News is coming out. It'll be from Epic Brewing. Nice. and it's called Just the Facts nice nice, it's nice. A West Coast IPA made with lots of delicious hops some of your favorites like Mosaic nice. Strata and Cashmere like all. nice yum nice. I can't wait but it's it. going to be awesome just saw the art today we it's love those fun. guys at Epic and you you could have added it to that it would have been so, uh, I
3: don't know, <laughs> only I'd known only know if I'd known hey well thanks for playing Beer Not a Beer join us next time thanks for playing Brandon
0: So, Brandon, remind everyone where they can find out more. Well, if you're thirsty for more,
1: www.sandiegobeer.news. That's crucial. No comms. It's .news. That guy who's sitting on com, I'm going to get you. <laughs> and Instagram and Twitter,
0: at SDBeerNews. Awesome. Brandon Hernandez of San Diego Beer News, thank you for joining us and sharing stories with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having yeah. me. And, Tom, thank you for bringing the beers from Out of Bounds. Thank you, Out of Bounds. They're both excellent. Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. Remember just a moment to rate us, review us, wherever you get our podcast. Of course, check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Learn more about us. by swag at ilikebeerthepodcast.com. We'd love to keep drinking, but right now we got to run. B-E-E-R-R-U-N,
4: beer run. B-E-E-R-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a tin and a
3: fiver A an car and a key and a sober driver B-A-A-R-U-M They're round